This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. When you have some time and maybe have some inquiries about AMI, do it a couple of different ways, folks. Feedback at AMI.ca. You can toss an email over there, and the gang in marketing communications will get back to you. Feedback at AMI.ca. On Twitter, of course, you can venture over and ask questions of AMI audio. You can follow along to see what's coming up on the network, especially during the live show. And that's at AMI audio on Twitter. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we always love to hear your voice. Give us a call, 1-866-509-4545. Leave us a message. Mention that it's for Kelly and Company, if you would. 1-866-509-4545. Please do that because, you know, we won't use your message otherwise. But if we can, we'd love to play it on air for you. And just mention that it's for Kelly and Company. Tuesday edition of the program, I'm Kelly McDonald, Ramya Muthan. That's right, Kels, and it's a Tuesday after Labor Day. We're all getting back to work, getting back to school. Some of us after a whole week off for vacation, and it's just that fresh vibe we were talking about. So let's get into this conversation uh, that's lined up in good theme with our friend Dr. Danielle Jonkind. The human-animal bond plays such an important role in people's lives, and as a veterinarian, it's my privilege to help keep those bonds strong and healthy. I'm Dr. Danielle Jonkine, and welcome to Ask a Veterinarian. Danielle, we know that lots of us integrate dogs into our lives, and sometimes even when we work full-time and have busy social lives of our own, uh, but there's all kinds of strategies for keeping dogs dogs busy and active when the people are unavailable and you know we we schedule these things in to make sure that they're all being taken care of but which approach is best are there benefits and drawbacks to how our dogs spend their time away from their humans we're going to talk about this today with you so let's start with the situations where typically people are leaving their dogs um, when they have to be apart from them Well, um, you know, historically, like, I mean, most dogs were kind of usually left home alone to entertain themselves while their people were out of the house. And of course, a lot of dogs still are. Um, Sometimes they're kind of, you know, left in the house to roam around as they will. And other times, you know, they're confined to a crate or a dog proofed area. Um, If someone was going to be away for an extended period of time, like an overnight or something, they might have a friend or relative take the dog until they could get back. Um, But, you know, in in more recent decades, you know, a host of other options have become available. Um, There are some jobs where you can actually take your dog to work with you. Um, I know a number of small business owners who actually do that. Um, Some people also enroll their dogs in doggy daycare. So just like your children, you know, you drop them off for the day and pick them up after work. Um, And another intermediate option, you know, has also become popular and that's to employ a dog walker or a pet sitter. And, you know, they they come to your house to stay with your dog or someone comes uh, by in the middle of the day to take your dog out for a walk while you're at work. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of um, things that have sort of become a lot more common in uh, in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. We've had recent conversations uh, about having that. And kind of one of the things we had thought at first is, wow, are people trusting? Are they comfortable? But definitely it seems like you do that little pre-interview with the, the dog walking service and yeah, why not? So, 
when people are going to try to figure out the right option should, you know, for their puppy, what should they do? What things should they consider? Well, you know, just like dogs are individuals and there's no one size fits all, you know, best option for deciding what to right. do with your dog when you're not home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, for sure, there are a lot of things to consider, you know, that might influence your decision. So um, one of those being like how long you're out of the house for, um, you know, dogs are social creatures you know it isn't fair to expect them to kind of hang out alone for most of their day almost every day um so if you have a long work shift you know coupled with a significant commute or even if you have extensive after work commitments um you know you might want to think about providing your dog with the social interaction you can't give them uh, while you're working Uh, another thing to consider is your dog's temperament you know a happy-go-lucky, bouncy young dog might really adore going to play all day with their friends at a doggy daycare. Well, you know, a different dog who might be more anxious might find that same, you know, option too overwhelming and scary. And, you know, of course, aggressive dogs who are a danger to other dogs shouldn't be put in a situation where they could hurt another dog either. Um Your dog's behavior and comfort level when they're home alone. Um, so some of dogs they adjust really well and don't seem to have any problems with being home alone. And, you know, others will develop behavior problems like separation anxiety or they destroy things from boredom. And, you know, those are, of course, warning signs that maybe being home alone is not really working well for that dog. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we need to fix those underlying problems. Um, cost of course is another issue that people need to consider, um, professional services like dog walkers, daycares and pet sitters cost money, you know, so you have to have the budget for that. Um, and your dog's health of course is another factor. So, you know, interacting with a lot of other dogs who they may or may not know, maybe not a good choice for an immunocompromised dog. Um, and some medical problems could limit, you know, what's it advisable for a dog to do as well. You know, some some may be on rest for a lameness issue or have had surgery or something that, you know, may say, OK, we, we should maybe revisit a different option here. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it sounds like we need to assess um, our situations, uh, our dogs and their personalities and everything else in between. So, Danielle, can we talk about the pros and cons of leaving dogs home alone? Sure. Um, you know, as I said before, our dogs are social creatures. Um, and of course, some time alone is fine and is probably even necessary. But, you know, they, they do need social interactions to stay healthy. And they can get that from people. Um, they can get it from other dogs. But they also need training to learn to live with people in a way that makes them good canine citizens. Um, the, the downside of leaving a dog home alone is, you know, is that they, they don't really have that option of social interaction while they're alone. And there's no right answer for the maximum time you can leave a dog alone because it's probably different for every dog, those factors we talked about earlier. Um, but, uh, you know, some warning signs that might tell you, you know, when you, that you're leaving your dog alone too much would be, you know, excessive barking when you're not there. Um, your neighbors will tell you, believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have faith. Have faith. They shall. Have faith. Yeah. Um, that frantic behavior when you leave, you know, or... Um, destructive behavior while you're gone and I'm talking about things like you know chewing shoes ripping open couch cushions um eating drywall hey yeah that was while we were still there go on (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) while you're still there doesn't necessarily imply a separation yes (laughs) that's right anxiety it implies exactly or just you know boredom destruction Mm -hmm. 
Um, you might also find your dog might be urinating or defecating the house uh, while you're out, something that they never do in your home. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, OK, well, I'll just put them in a crate. Well, you know, creating a dog who isn't happy about being home, home alone might stop some of the damage, but it doesn't actually fix the problem. And of course, there are some good things about leaving your dog home alone. Um, they should be safe there. You know, um, you don't need to worry that they might catch an infectious disease or a parasite from other pets. And of course, you know, it's also the least expensive option for people who have cost concerns, too. So... Danielle, when you look at the pros and cons of the opposite strategy, what is it? Doggy daycare? Sure. Uh, You know, there are a lot of positive things about doggy daycare if you choose one that your dog fits in well with. Um, So it's it's good for dogs to be able to socialize with other dogs. Um, For high energy dogs who aren't aggressive, it can also be a great way to burn off all that excess energy. Mm. I know people who swear that doggy daycare saved their relationship with their high energy dog because they dropped off a wound up wing nut in the morning and <laughs> retrieved a tired, content dog who wanted to cuddle on the couch after work at the end of the day. You know, um, some daycares provide other services as well, like training. You know, some they some may administer medication that your dog needs through the day. Um, some do boarding and grooming, which can be extremely convenient. Um, the downside to doggy daycare is that it's kind of like sending your child to kindergarten. You know, if there's any infectious diseases going around, you know, the dogs are more likely to pass them around in a facility where they're all interacting with each other. Um, health issues I see in dogs who have frequent contact with other dogs at places like daycare or dog parks, you know, would be things like conjunctivitis, kennel cough, canine papillomavirus, which causes warts in the mouth and sometimes on the skin too. And of course, the other potential issue is safety. Um, Hopefully the daycare has staff who are right in the room with the dogs and are monitoring their interactions with each other. And, you know, hopefully they've assessed the dogs carefully to see who gets along with who and put only dogs who get along together together to play. Um, But, you know, there's still no guarantees. You know, sometimes that can lead to injuries if, um, you know, a fight breaks out or something between the dogs. So then this is kind of the follow up then if you're in the considering phases, right, where you're like, you're not really sure if doggy daycare is the answer and um, maybe you're dogs super high energy but you're still um, pretty hesitant what kind of things can we ask the facility about uh, when you're considering whether or not to sign your dog up well you know from a medical standpoint you know i'd make sure they ask for proof of vaccination from all of the dogs that come in you know for um, the basic vaccines um, distemper uh, combination with parvo uh, the rabies vaccine and bordetella kennel cough minimally minimally Um, I'd also want to know that the dogs are on some kind of parasite prevention program. So they're not bringing, you know, fleas and ticks or inside or contaminating the daycare environment with worm eggs, you know, when they go to the bathroom. Um, They should also have a policy that, you know, if your dog is ill or has a contagious health issue that they can't come to daycare or at least have an isolation facility where um, an ill dog can be kept separate from the other dogs and not be sharing the airspace with them. Um, I'd say also how they handle your dog's behavior is important. You know, I would want to know that the staff have some training or relevant experience, you know, with dog behavior and that someone performs a bit of an evaluation to see how the dog could be integrated into the daycare environment. And, you know, and if that assessment determined that maybe it wasn't such a good idea for that dog that, you know, that they would tell you and that you would respect that opinion and seek another option, you know, something like a pet sitter that comes to your house, for example. Um, I'd also 
also want to take a tour and see for myself that the facility was clean, that it was in good repair, and that the dogs were constantly supervised. You know, they're disinfecting at the end of the day. And, you know, the, the, one of the best things you can do, too, is ask um, for uh, ask other people who've had dogs enrolled there and just mm-hmm. say, you know, how do you like it? You know, um, how, you know, has it been good for you? Has it been a good experience, right. a bad experience, that sort of thing? It's really useful to know. Well, these sound like incredibly important questions to ask and empowering people to do it. Never mind feeling, well, I don't want to be too blunt, too abrupt, uh, be abrupt, be blunt about it and, and ask the questions and, and prying. I would, by the way, by the way you've said it here, Danielle, I think is perfect. Uh, can we talk briefly about pet sitters and dog walkers? Sure. And, you know, these these can also be great options for some dog as well. Um, You know, a midday walk and romp with your dog walker and your canine buddies might be just the break some dogs need to get through a long workday. You know, this is a good option maybe for even a less active dog. Provide some socialization with a cohort of dogs that are likely the same ones that get walked in a group every day. Um, and that, you know, helps to kind of limit exposure to a wide variety of other dogs and, you know, can lessen the risk of picking up diseases and stuff like that. Um, and again, you know, you'll, you'll want a dog walker who knows through relevant experience or training something about dog behavior. Um, you'll also want to make sure that whatever leash, collar, halter, or harness that, you know, you're asking them to walk your dog with, you want to make sure it's in good repair. Mm. I know lots of dogs that chew their harnesses and leashes and, you know, and they, they're holding on by two little threads and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you want to make sure that your dog isn't going to get loose. Um, and you know, pet sitters are great, you know, if you're going away and, um, you'd rather leave your dog home instead of boarding them at a boarding facility. Um, and they're also a good option for not leaving your dog alone while you're dealing with a problem like separation anxiety. Um, you know, so those kinds of services, uh, can be really helpful. Um, and even for aggressive dogs, if they're aggressive toward other dogs, you know, and, and they can't be around other dogs, having a pet sitter or a dog walker come in and look after them individually is a great idea. But, you know, just one last thing to consider about these people that come into your home is, you know, um, make sure that you will have to be able to give them access to your home, your your house keys and passwords for your security system or codes, whatever you use. Um, so make sure you're comfortable with their policies on safety and security. Right. Okay. Danielle, this is really great information. I think that we covered a lot in terms of options. So thank you so much for bringing this. And next week, oh my God, even more fun. Pet food made with insects used as the protein source. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Can't wait to that it. one. Everybody's heard about the place it. here in London yeah. that's making, uh, that lots of people are having lots to say about it. Oh, and, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. That Amazing. was an interesting article on the news, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it next week, Danielle. Thank you so much. Thanks. Danielle Jeankine joins us on Tuesdays for Ask a Veterinarian, and she'll be back same time next week. We didn't ask her about the doggy swim. Hmm. I know. I wonder it's if she'd be for that. Ooh, wow. Folks, we'll step aside for a moment. When we come back, we're going to talk about pickleball, a fitness sport with Francis Wong. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. 
That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.